guys, welcome to Cut the Karma. I'm Jess. And I'm Julie. And we are two entrepreneurial sisters and mothers who are into spirituality. We're trying to do better and be better in our everyday lives, and we're sharing our journeys to inspire you to do the same. What's up, everyone? Hi. We are back for another episode. Today, we are talking about the law of creation. You attract what you are, not what you want. Ooh, I feel like all of the karmic laws bleed into each other, but by picking them apart, we can really understand them more. And this law makes me immediately think of imposter syndrome. Do you know what that is? Um, I've heard the term being thrown around a lot, but I don't think I'm exactly clear on what it is. To me, when I think of imposter syndrome, I immediately think of authors who have 10 books in the New York Times bestseller category, Mm -hmm. um, or very accomplished celebrities who have three or four Oscars, you know? And these people still, I mean, it happens to 90% of humans or 80, 80 to 90%, I forget exactly, but it's very, very high. And these people, even though they're so accomplished, they still feel like, who am I to deserve these Oscars? Or like, I have a whole team of people that helped me get to where I am. Um, or, you know, writing those books, I know that I wrote them, but I still don't feel like I'm smart enough to have all of those Um, books out there and when they get interviewed they get very nervous and like who wants to hear me speak and you know I'm a nobody so no matter where you're sitting in life how accomplished established you are how much money you have whatever it may be people still feel as though that they are not worthy for the recognition or they are not worthy to have and produce all of the things that they've created And so even if those people are so super successful, it still happens to those who are wanting to create a life for themselves, like someone who really wants to open up a small business, but their fears are stopping them from imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to start a small business? Who wants to listen to me? Um, Or even a podcast, like who, why should I start a podcast? No one wants to listen to me. Well, guess what? I feel like every single person is super unique. Everyone has their own superpower. And that is the reason why we are put here on earth to have our own personalities, to have our own unique um, sparkle and shine to pour light onto the world because we all offer something. I just had a huge aha moment. So I completely deal with imposter syndrome. I mean, and, and I have been working through that, but my aha moment was um, when you just said everyone has a gift, right? Yeah. Or everyone has a, a sparkle or something. Mm-hmm. Well, my aha, aha moment was that everybody's gift, because everybody is so unique and so different, everyone's gift is their story and their own personal experiences that they have lived through their lifetime. So to be able to share your story and your experiences with people and to help them in some way is everyone's gift. So if you're thinking about like, oh, well, what's my gift? You know, I'm not really that good at anything. I really don't have a talent. Um, What what can I teach people? 
You have a story. You have a story. You know. I never thought of it in that way. Well, her eyes are bugging out oh. at me right now. She <laughs> is like, all wow. about I'm this. Like, my mind's blown. It seems so simple, but like it just kind of clicked in my head. Well, it's funny because the I like to read books that are biographies about people's lives and how they got through certain things and they learn life lessons. And I love hearing people's stories. And I think that's the greatest gift that they can give other people is for us to realize that we are all connected. We all have the same emotions, but may, you know, go through different situations in life. And so I just think that Imposter syndrome can weigh us down so much and stop us because of our fear and our limiting beliefs. But I think that we can all get over it. And I noticed for me, imposter syndrome kicks in after a long time after I already started what I wanted to accomplish. Oh, that's interesting. So it's kind of like, I mean, listen, I'm not putting myself up there on a throne with like, Albert Einstein, because accordingly, he he even suffers or suffered from imposter syndrome. But like, he was so successful. And after his success, then he started to go back into a shell. And, and that's what I noticed that I do as well is that I'll open, you know, a business or I'll get the ball, ball rolling, and I'll do really well and momentum will pick up. And then all of a sudden, I'll kind of like stop to take a breath. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, look at like, like these what did eyes. I just do? Yes, these eyes are on me. Like, oh man, I have, you know, a waiting list of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And more people are finding out about me. And uh, and then I go into my shell. And so yeah. that's when I have to, you know, because I have the belief in myself, you know, I I have that belief, but to start off. But then as soon as I create that. And then I look up because I'm so busy hustling. I'll look up and I'll be like, get nervous. And then I go back in. So I have to actively work on myself. Um, and then you feel like more pressure to live up to. Yes. What what I said that I was. Yeah, what you said you were going to be. <laughs> but what I am. But I know it is what I am because I am attracting who I am. Of course. You know what I mean? Um, so when does a imposter syndrome get a hold of you? Beforehand or... I, yeah, beforehand. Okay. Mine's beforehand because I, I think, you know, I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm not capable enough to do this. Who's going to listen to me? Who's going to trust what I say? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to kind of reel myself back and, and say, I am teaching through my experiences. Yeah. Or, and through my stories. Yeah. And nobody can take that away from you. That's ever. Right. Nobody can say to you, oh, you never lived through that. You never went through that. That's false. That's not true. That's wrong. No, nobody can do that because it's, you know what you've been through and the life lessons that you've learned and the experiences that you've picked up along the way. And no one can take that away from you. So I just try and like reel myself back and remember that yeah. part of it. Because you have a lot of stories to offer people yeah, (laughs) Uh, and help and life lessons of what you went through. And and just, I mean, you came out on the other side. And I think we all, and we do, we all do. We all do. We all do. Mm -hmm. There, I mean, yeah. Well, so how do you like personally get 
through imposter syndrome? How do you be the person that you want to be? Because, you know, I find, I also find that I try and surround myself with people that are positive, people Mm -hmm. that are supporting and motivating, Mm -hmm. people that are where I want to be. Yes. In life. So my kind of core group, and I'm not even going to say friend group, but even when it comes to like social media, like the core group that I interact with, even on social media, are women business owners Mm -hmm. who, heart-centered business owners who are offering something to the world, right? To better the world. And that is who I'm starting to be attracted to more. Like I'm starting to follow people in that way. I'm starting to interact with people. Even my friend group has gotten smaller. I've but more rich. More yes, smaller but richer. And we're and I I like to learn from other people. So it's like I know this it's kind of like you are the five people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. You right. Know, you're, you're the accumulation accum- of yeah. the five people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So that's that's helping you with the imposter syndrome because these, you know, heart-centered business owners, they use their voices, they put themselves mm-hmm. out there. And so they have good intentions mm-hmm. and and they're they're open and, and most of those people have done the work themselves. Yeah. So they can help you do the work yourself. Mm-hmm. And just support you in that. Yeah. Because I I just really feel like when you're trying to be better and do better in your life, you need supporters. A hundred percent. The people that you spend your time with need to support you and they need to understand what you want to accomplish. Yes. Because if you have people around you pulling you down, that's just a harder uphill battle for you to fight. Yeah. And that's not... Good. Ooh, that's that's the third law, law of humility that we're going to talk about next time. Ooh. Like all the okay. negative people pulling you down. But so I also find that you can get through imposter syndrome by affirmations and intention setting. Yes. Constantly reminding yourself of who you are. Mm-hmm. Because and in this, it's kind of like be what you want to have in your life and you will create what you want. So start to be that and and tell yourself that you have integrity, that you are worth it, that you are enough, that you are smart enough, that you do have these gifts. And I, I definitely feel as though that when I get stuck in imposter syndrome, I have to kind of pop my head up and be like, okay, I already started this. Look at already what is happening. Don't stop now just because you're it's almost like I'm afraid of attention right and there's a fear yeah because all imposter syndrome is is fear that's right right. just old belief and each person has like a different pocket of their why they're afraid of something and mine has always been I'm shy and so like I'm afraid of the intention attention but I have to set intentions by saying that you know I am worthy of x y and z of you know people getting to know me yeah or people understanding me or people seeing me people hearing me you know and so i set a ton of intentions and affirmations and they you know they really really help me but so when you say you set 
a ton of intentions and affirmations, how do you do it? Do you speak it in your mind? Do you write it down? I know a lot of people like stare at themselves in the mirror and say it to themselves in the mirror. You know, when I used to stare in the mirror and talk to myself. I feel like I remember you telling me this. This was years ago, like long time. When I was in my teens and 20s, I used to, um, when I was like going through really hard times and battling things, I used to stare at myself in the eyes, in the mirror and talk to myself because I felt like I couldn't open up to anyone else or no one knew or understood what I was going through. So that's what I used to do because I was like, I have my own back. Yeah, And looking at yourself in the mirror makes you feel like there's another person who knows exactly who you are and sees every aspect of you and they're there to hold it for you. Oh, wow. And so I used to do that in the mirror. I don't anymore. I, I, you know, when I was pregnant, um, I used to look in the mirror every single day and tell myself that I loved my growing body. I loved my body of what it was doing for me, but it was different than like me, I mean, I'm telling you, like my nose almost touched the mirror in my teens and early 20s. Wow. And I went through that. I had a, uh, an eating disorder and I did it then. And also um, anytime my like was having a hard time with guys, I would do that. But now the way that I intention set is I absolutely write it down because writing down makes things tangible. Mm-hmm. And I also... Sometimes I'll say it out loud, but I mostly say it in my mind because, you know, your words um, and emotion carry energy to it and push it out into the universe. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to whenever I'm starting that imposter syndrome is starting to creep in or I'm starting to get nervous or scared or, you know, just overwhelmed. I like to try and stop myself right there when I'm in the middle of that feeling and in my head, just say, I am capable. I am worthy. I am powerful. I can do this. Do you know what you're doing? You're cutting the karma and I'll tell you why. (gasps) I'll tell you why. Because, you know, and I do want to say this as well, that when we say cutting the karma, we're cutting the negative things. Karma is positive and negative things. We want to keep the positives, okay? We want to keep those positive memories and behavioral aspects of ourselves and, you know, our ancestral healings going on, but we want to cut the negative. But what you're doing is when we have one negative thought, it splits off and fires off different neurons in our brain that can release 13,000 other thoughts, negative thoughts. Wow. So one negative thought produces thousands upon thousands of other negative ones. As soon as we bring in and we have the self-awareness and the strength to cut that and bring in a positive thought, you immediately, those um, negative thoughts scurry away like I don't even know. I'm trying. I have like (laughs) visions in my head, but they scurry away and they're not that they don't want to be around the positive thought. So that positive thought comes in and cuts all of those negative thoughts and you're cutting that cycle. So good for you that you do that. That's awesome. Unfortunately, a positive thought doesn't really multiply, but but because it's so powerful that it cuts off the lifeline of the negative thoughts. The one positive thought is that much more powerful than 13,000 negative thoughts. Yes. 
that right there is powerful. Yep, and that's, that's why crazy. you should cut the karma. So good for you for for stopping that mid while it's happening. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah, and so I mean, it doesn't. I don't do that every time, but well, I mean, you know, I yeah. try and do it as much as I can. Right. So that's really amazing. Cool. Um, I also want to talk about, you know, some people don't know who they are or what they want. And I, I want to offer this. Some people feel as though that goal setting is really daunting, daunting and scary. And something that spirit always says to me to offer to people is that daydream. Because daydreaming has a playful uh, effect to it. And using your imagination is really going to tap into the energy that you want to attract to you. So Mm -hmm. when you play and use your imagination, your heart center opens up because there's no pressure connected to it. So if you feel like you crumble under pressure and that imposter syndrome and everything like that, just take time to daydream every single day and make it fun. You can doodle what you're daydreaming instead of making lists. You can act it out. You can sing it in a song. You can do whatever you want to do without pressure, but just make sure that your heart is open because that will also help you attract and create the person that you are and want to be. That is such a great point point because I feel like even for me, Um, my creative juices and my ideas come to me when I'm doing things that I love. Mm -hmm. So for example, yesterday was a Sunday and I pretty much had the day to myself, which is very rare. (laughs) Um, So I literally stayed in my pajamas all day long, um, just cleaned the house, like putzed around. I cooked Mm-hmm. I cooked like three meals mm-hmm. and that's the first time I actually really had that kind of time to cook. And I love to cook. And there was things that I know I needed to get done um, as far as kind of goal setting. Let's just say that. But I'm not the type of person to sit down with a pen and paper and be like, okay, it's time to write down my goals or it's time to make my list and figure out you know, what I need to do. All of those things come to me while I'm doing stuff that I love. So while I was cooking, I was having crazy ideas the whole time. And I'm like, oh, hold on. So then I'd run to my computer and I would just type, type away, type away, type away. Okay, get back to cooking, cook a little more. Oh, there's another one. Oh, I got to get back to the computer, write it down. And that's kind of how I work. Well, that is a type of active meditation because when you're doing what you love, sometimes, a lot of times we're on autopilot, you know, if you're just like cooking without following a recipe and listening to music and all that kind of stuff, you're in a heart-centered active meditation. And when you're doing that, your energy is aligned. And when you are aligned, your crown chakra opens up and spirit, your higher self, the universe, God just dumps information into you because that's when you are going to consciously accept it and know it and remember it and do something about it. That makes so much sense. So that's why it's so important to always do what you love. Follow your intuition because when you follow your intuition and you're doing what you love, you are going to be the person that you want to be. You create that. You attract it. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. 
that's enough for today guys we really appreciate you and uh next week yeah. what are we talking about next week we are talking about the next law which is the law of humility what you resist persists see you then guys bye